Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, November 1st, the saddest day of the year. I know, but it's also the landmark 400th Mayfair Yay. Podcast. It's still sad because I'm like, oh, Halloween. But like, <laughs> this is just extended Halloween, kind of. November 1st to like, I'm going to say... I don't know, fifth? I don't know. I'm trying to like stretch it out. Well, I mean, we've got Goblin or coming on the fifth, right? So, I mean, you can't, that's still Halloween, basically. Oh, yeah. Halloween never ends, which is always so funny because we make such a big deal about Halloween month. But then I would hazard a guess there's probably not a month out of the year where we don't have at least a horror film. Mm-hmm. I should go back and look. So, yeah, Halloween month really never ends. Just this gives us an extra excuse and. We always have Rocky Horror and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, in the week to come, we have more stuff that would fall under the banner easily enough. Yeah, this is episode 400, and I briefly tried to do something special, but it's not a good time of the year. We were so busy with Rocky Horror and things, and then I invited a few other folks and just couldn't mesh schedules. So take that. Couldn't get Lee, couldn't get Sam. You name a guy's name, we couldn't get (laughs) them. We couldn't get anybody. (laughs) All that. But we're here, and that's the important thing. And it's funny, it's that... It almost feels like I always get sad on Boxing Day because I do like the holidays and I like Christmas and I like decorations and trees and all that stuff. And there is a little bit of a, oh, it's over. And Halloween is the same thing where I don't even attempt to do the movie a day, (laughs) but I try to do something a day. So whether that be watching an episode of Midnight Mass or what I did succeed on is I did read 31 marvel horror comics okay off of my marvel unlimited app so i caught up on some werewolf by night and tomb of dracula and some old 1970s ghost riders so that was something but i think i watched four or five horror movies that we watched together so whatever we (laughs) watched i think that's my horror movie content of the month but it was good stuff it was like jacko and trick-or-treat and and, you know, and Mr. Harrigan's phone was like yeah. spooky. You know, I don't know if it was horror, although I really liked it. It counts, I think, because, yeah, it was set during creepy autumn Maine kind of surroundings. And it was written by Stephen King and it was about death. So I yeah. think that counts. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. And, I, you know, I really liked that. And it's different in the theater. You know, I feel like when we have our secret private screenings, yeah. I'm like, ah, nobody gets to watch these things. <laughs> like, but unfortunately, we still can't watch Hellraiser or Monsters or stuff like that. So it's like, even though we could theoretically watch something after hours, even for us, there are limits. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a real stickler about I don't like stealing things on the internet. Yeah. I just got told an amazing story of somebody. I don't think it was for here. I think it might have been a projectionist doing something elsewhere. But they were setting up an event, and the person sent them what they thought was their independent movie to screen on a USB key. And on that key was downloaded illegally movies what a number of movies so basically the person (sighs) gave them the wrong thing out of their backpack oh and not only was it torrented stuff but cam stuff or stuff with the this is stolen don't watch this i'm guessing the titles were all very obvious that it was like (laughs) you know if it was right now they were watching black adam or whatever yeah on a cam version like that's even some guys walking by in front of it and that's what blew the mayfair person's mind was that they replied to them and were like so i think you gave me the wrong thing and they got all mad and were like no i didn't you're screwing up and then came to the realization what they did so these movies are out there but i go out of my way especially as somebody who's 
I guess, a professional in the movie industry. Yeah. I don't want to steal stuff online. And I'm never that impatient. We always have something to watch. Mm -hmm. And you've caught it a couple times. It's just staggering that someone on Facebook will be like, oh, yeah, I downloaded this movie off of this torrent site. And you're like, really? You're just saying it right there? Yeah, that always bugged me. Like, it's just, it's you know, obviously we know people do it and we're not police and i mean yeah, the police just, aren't even policing torrents, no no <laughs> still like it bugs me when you're just like just just don't say it just be like oh how'd you watch it and you're like oh i just a friend of mine had it or i watched it at home or but like just don't I, and then i if you really want to be honest like just dm your friend and be like oh yeah, yeah. I, I downloaded it I, it's I don't so know. weird it's so weird and once <laughs> i got caught and luckily i didn't get super angry at this person but somebody said oh, I watched this movie, and it was a movie that we were hosting the Ottawa premiere of, and it was brand new. Yeah. And I just said, oh, where did you see this? And this person saw it at the Sundance Film Festival. Oh. Because they go, and I've learned this since, it's kind of a somebody who's on the Mayfair social medias. It's somebody who, kind of cool, goes, I think, every year, and that's their thing. They mm-hmm. go and volunteer and watch a bunch of movies, huh. and it's kind of their fun little nerd vacation. So then I was like, oh, well, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, but I admit my first reaction was, oh, you're a monster. <laughs> you stole this online. But luckily I didn't double down with typing that out that, of my brain. They were like when Andrew was one of the few people to see the Louis C.K. movie that never came out. Yeah. You're like, well, that was, I mean, it was almost a cool story. <laughs> we have a poster for that movie. Man. Which was never released. And never say never because bizarrely we seem to live in an age where some canceled people just kind of keep on going. Yeah. Louis C.K. performed here in Ottawa, mm-hmm. which blows my mind. But anyhow, we have that poster, and there's part of me that's like, wow, is that worth something? Well, that and like, <laughs> same with, like, we had that New Mutants poster as well. And I mean, yeah, that yeah, did yeah. eventually come out, but I don't think theatrical. Like, I think they just dumped it on whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that just came out straight to Disney Plus in Canada or whatever. Yeah, which is too bad because it was supposed to be like more of a horror-y type thing and then they kind of gutted it and made it more PG-13 and then they didn't even put it out anyway of our like in theaters, so it's... It's so weird that that happens. Yeah. That must happen to movies that we don't hear about. Mm -hmm. You know, we're nerds, so we hear about New Mutants, we hear about Batgirl. Yeah. But I wonder how many movies a year of a smaller independent kind of genre that cost them a million dollars two million dollars they yeah. look at and go no not worth it oh we watched one last night for a bad movie night it was aunt ethel's halloween at aunt ethel's i think it was called and it was just one of those kids are partying on halloween and there's this i guess she's a witch or whatever and <laughs> she's killing people or whatever i guess like it's on tubi i don't i don't it, it's not a tubi original but it was just like not really super well made i mean it, it's fun enough the lighting was not great but anyway but what was odd about it was well, not odd is that it wasn't very gory. Like, that's just whatever, you know, this stuff I don't always expect it to be. But there was a bunch of nudity. Oh, yeah. But, like, no gore. So it's like, it just seemed weird to me. I was like, if you're doing one, like, why are you, <laughs> yeah. like, they were just doing cutaway deaths and stuff like that. And I was just like, I truly don't understand. Why even have the nudity in it at that point? Was it from the 90s? No. I, I think it's like a new-ish oh. movie. Tubi's weird. They have some movies on there that I haven't watched, but are so bonkers that you think it's a parody. And it's kind of the shark genre or the monster genre. Yeah. But 
they sure are knocking out the movies though yeah can't recommend it like it wasn't although i will say it did have a rap theme song in mid credits cool which is always that's a sign of a good movie you know <laughs> yeah. like like leprechaun in the hood and tales from the hood probably i can't I'm family bones with uh, snoop dogg you know all that yeah apparently it was a 2019 movie i had to check it out definitely feels like it so is that your 31st Movie? No, I didn't even count that on my list, to be honest. That was like... <laughs> it was so bad. No, I mean, it was it was my buddy's pick. But so that was the thing. So I, you know, I went and did that at his place. And then I still had to come home and watch my 31st movie, which is like not, you know, twist my arm, you know, but still. With the actual, I, I wrote I down a quick little note about this so I wouldn't forget. So the 31st movie was called The Midnight Hour. Okay. 1985 made for TV movie, which is, not, you know, not always good, but you know, this one was. So this one, in the cast, they had Kurtwood Smith, aka, I work for Jones, Dick Jones, cool. or the dad from that 70s show, I could have said, but the Dick Jones yelling, my go-to with that. And your boy, LeVar Burton. Oh, young, LeVar Burton. Young LeVar. And Wolfman Jack. Wow. You know, he kind of tied the movie together. Like he was, kinda, you didn't see him, but he was doing, you know, cutaway bits, you know, kind of thing. And then Kevin McCarthy from Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but more importantly, UHF, obviously. Yes, yes. But the soundtrack was crazy. The soundtrack has CCR. This is like an 85 made-for-TV movie. It had the Smiths, like How Soon Is Now was on the soundtrack. Sea of Love and like a couple of, even like the Midnight Hour, like the song, which is one of the songs I wouldn't have known the name of. And I'm like, oh, I know that one. Those songs where you're like, oh my God, I know this. Like, it's like I'm listening to the radio. How could you afford to do this? This must have been before licensing. Or and it was insane. It's from the director of Child's Play 3, Ooh. which is not necessarily a, a humble brag, but you know, he's done a bunch of actually modern TV shows, like that show From, which is pretty good, actually. Mr. Mercedes, like he's done a couple of King things. But it was a, it was, it was kind of Night of the Creeps, but maybe for teenagers. Like it wasn't gory, but it was like just fun. And it was just kind of like, one of these, oh, the dead are coming back to life and there's ghosts and some of them are good, some are bad and teenagers got to figure it out and all that. It was fun. It was a great Halloween movie. And, you know, I'd had a couple of beers, so maybe it seemed better than it yeah. was also. But, but yeah, it's just, uh, you know, we've talked about it before. These made-for-TV 70s, 80s movies that are just kind of not really known and don't really have elaborate releases and stuff. It was a fun ride. Yeah, it's a whole different world because now... The blur is completely gone. I don't know. Is there any such thing as a TV movie? No, that's not true. All the Hallmark stuff, that's TV movies. All the Christmas movies. Yeah, like the one that I'm in. Yours, yeah, that's a TV movie. But most of the stuff now, like, it's such a blur because the stuff that's coming out on Netflix or Disney Plus or the stuff coming out theatrically or the stuff that comes out the exact same time, it all looks and feels and there used to be TV stars and movie stars. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing anymore. No. It's, it's kind of those... Hallmark movies are TV movies because none of those are theatrical. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that thriller horror genre of TV movies from the 70s and 80s, movies that have LeVar Burton in it. <laughs> and at the time, that, and he's a good example too, because he was, besides for the Star Trek movies, I don't know if he was ever in movies because he was in Roots and Next Generation, yeah. big stuff. But Back then, it was very much like, nope, you're a TV star. Yeah, and that was like uh, Next Gen was 89? 87 80... to 94. Jeez, it's always earlier than yeah. I remember. 87. So this was literally two years before that. Yeah, right before. That's insane. Like, I would, because he looked young. He looked like a teenager ish. Yeah. And he was supposed to, he's playing one, but I, I don't know if he was. He must have been like 20, 21. I don't I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, it was wild. And yeah, seeing it's so meaningless now. Like I was reading on the way here, only I would be reading about this, <laughs> but I was reading about the Stepford Wives series. There were three made for TV sequels. What? Three. Yeah. 
Wow. And it was, and the last one was, I think, early 90s or something like, or 90, maybe even 97 or something like that. But like, and the same producer produced all five movies, including the 2004 one, even though he was dead, he was like an honorary producer, which is nice, I guess. Like, I don't know. But... It's a paycheck for the family anyhow, right. I guess. So there's that. But I'm just like, it's so wild to me to think, and then that's not the only series. Like, there's several with multiple sequels, TV only, that really no one knows about. And you're just sort of, like, Westworld had several as well. Like, yeah, there's a comedian. And Gwen and I watch her stuff. It's funny. She does either just kind of a little talk show once a month or so. And then she does live streaming movies where she and her co-host just kind of riff, kind of mm-hmm. comment. But a lot of it is good because it's stuff that you kind of wouldn't want to watch normally. But it's interesting to watch and discuss. Yeah. And it's a lot of TV movies like that. And it's apocalypse movies, weird kind of Twilight Zone movies. It's a very distinct genre with... These actors who, you know, you see the old ads that would have been in TV Guide or in the newspaper, and it's like five or six little headshots, and it's all that caliber of actor, the TV movie ensemble. And that's kind of gone away now, too. TV movies are more like, here's one or two D-grade celebrities, your heroic Kevin Sorbos or Dean Cain's doing a Christmas romantic movie or doing a kind of Christian movie or something like that. Yeah, it turned out neither of them were heroic in real life. But, oh, it uh, makes me so sad. That's a whole other kettle of fish we don't <laughs> talk about. Hercules and Superman, why? Yeah, yeah. They're both terrible on Twitter, and now Twitter's also terrible. But, we, you know, we don't we don't have time for real life on this podcast. No, Lee did mention that last night. Lee stopped in for Rocky Horror, and he was like, do we have to, like, leave Twitter if it gets worse <laughs> than this? And I said, I admit I haven't been following it, besides for we all know what's kind of going on with Twitter a little bit. It would not be the worst thing in the world for me because theoretically, if I had one less thing to do, yeah, I wouldn't cry about that. If all of a sudden Twitter goes full on bonkers, people could still find all of that information on our website. Mm-hmm. Pretend Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook all go crazy. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's not too bad. We just go to our blog and website. Everything's there. Yeah, and uh, you know, Facebook owns Instagram too. So really, it's only like two companies, and yeah, yeah. and uh, they're <laughs> sort of both terrible in their ways. So I mean, I, I guess we're, we're sort of screwed. But as a business, I guess it's like you kind of gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, and I've said this before, but I have curated Twitter down to a bunch of lovely comic book artists and retro nerd sites and filmmakers, mm-hmm. websites like One Perfect Shot, that kind of thing. You know, so to me, I'm like, oh, I like this place. It's fine. Everything's mm-hmm. all good. But I just kind of avoid all that dumb stuff. So yeah, I just keep my eye. And, and the guy that uh, sold Twitter has got a new Twitter coming out soon. So maybe we'll just all jump to that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Blue Sky. That's all I know about it. It'd be good if we just called like Twitter. Yeah, it's it's, it's very simple. Some people pointed out like it's a bit odd that no, you know, the gentleman who bought Twitter didn't put in a stipulation in the contract that was like <laughs> a non-compete clause kind yeah, of thing. Because yeah. like now, literally, just like. Oh, yeah, by the way, I've been working on this thing that's just the same thing. Uh, but now, you know, if anyone doesn't like you, they can come to this instead. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, it would be great if it's the equivalent of an Oreo cookie versus a no name Oreo cookie. Yeah. Like the exact same thing, but with a different font. Is social media like, is it because, you know, like, you like an Oreo cookie? <laughs> yeah. Like, I find that fascinating and weird. Again, some lawyer probably could have figured this out 75 years ago and changed this. Yeah. But you cannot copyright the hamburger but you can copyright big mac whopper etc yeah and you can't copyright the sandwich cookie but you can copyright (laughs) the word oreo 
But then you look at fake Oreos, and they're the exact same thing. Yeah. Can you copyright the sandwich cookie, like a, a type of cookie called the sandwich cookie? I think if you made a sandwich cookie called the sandwich cookie, yeah. that's okay. But then somebody else could just make one. Maybe they already have now. They just heard that. Oh, yeah, it's not live. But anyways, eventually yeah. <laughs> when people hear this, in a couple of months, we're going to be pissed about this. Well, I can't believe that. I don't even know, to be honest, if Coca-Cola was the first cola. Yeah, probably not. But it's a weird thing that you think, I guess because ingredients are slightly different. Mm -hmm. And as long as the ingredients are slightly different, you're putting in a pinch more sugar and a pinch more corn syrup. That's a different thing. It's true. I guess that's how you get away with it. Yeah. And speaking of uh, sugar and corn syrup, did you guys have any trick-or-treaters at your place? Or is that not a thing that you deal with? So I was here. My right, annual tradition right. is working, <laughs> and I'm an old curmudgeon who don't really like parties or dressing up. But kids could come here. Yeah. So it's a great excuse. So I come here, and I wear a Halloween-themed shirt, mm -hmm. and I'm surrounded by Rocky Horror. Yeah. And so that's pretty Halloween. And then Gwen went out with a couple of Mayfair alum, with Julia and Christy and mm -hmm. some other friends. I don't know when this plan started, weeks ago, months ago, but they all dressed up like frogs okay all in homemade costumes <laughs> and when you hear that at first you go oh that's adorable then when you saw the final product not to diminish any of their talents but it's all kind of homemade paper mache frog heads yeah it with... sounds terrifying yes it's nightmare <laughs> fuel <laughs> yeah like i'm not sure it's nice of you to be like oh you hear that and you think cute i'm like i i think uh you know suspicion and fear well she put it on a few nights ago and she's been working on it from home all the people have been working really hard she's making dinner wearing this costume You're like please don't do this she put it on and i just i didn't want to insult her or upset <laughs> oh, anybody i think i said that's nightmare fuel yeah i said Four or five of you stand in an alleyway and stick some David Lynch music behind yeah. that. Or like the score from like a Sam Raimi movie. Like Hell Comes to Frogtown? Yeah. But I'm... like Frogtown comes to Josh's house? And the eyes glow. What? Yeah. And How did you bury the lead on that? Are you... That's insane. So that's what Gwen did. Good lord. So they went out and were giving out trick-or-treats. I believe they went to one of their mom's houses. I yeah. think that's what happened. So I just picture like... A door opening oh and one God. of these frog monsters. But then she said they went out. And I want more stories. But one story I got is a little kid looked up at Christy, who is younger than us. I might be misquoting, but said, are you old people? <laughs> and I love kids when Ouch. they do that. <laughs> and uh, Christy went, uh, I guess. Like to them, I suppose. And then I think Gwen said there was one toddler with a parent and a couple older kids. <laughs> and the toddler was like clamped on to mom or dad looking at the frog monsters i'm like that kid's a survivor that Damn. kid knows emily just hid in the basement basically i was at my friend's place for bad movie night i would have just hid in the basement too it's not that you know we love halloween kids are great i don't know like i like enjoying halloween i, I don't like getting up every five minutes or two minutes or whatever did we she get any doorbells or no she said thankfully no and I, she didn't get attacked by you know i was like oh she i hope she doesn't get home invasion or something <laughs> like i've seen a lot of horror movies you know but no that was fine but yeah my friend's wife had to get up every like two minutes to go to the door and and then I would half-heartedly be like, happy Halloween from the other room. Like, I'm not, I'm barely trying. I did it a little more, you know, the more the drinking went on. But, you know, that's just a side effect. I've done giving out candy the tiniest bit years ago at friends' houses when we were there and going to watch some movies or something. Yeah. But for the most part, I've either currently, like, live in a apartment, old-timey apartment unit. So it's 
easier to hide, you know? Yeah. But I'm never home. I'm always here for the last decade anyhow. I don't know how well our neighborhood would do. Probably not bad. I know this neighborhood, Old Ottawa South, is a gold mine. Wait, this is a full-size candy bar neighborhood. I, gotta, oh, I yeah. feel like. I had some friends who lived down the street a little bit, kind of closer to Carlton U. Mm-hmm. And yeah, full-on, <laughs> super-duper giant chocolate bars. Yeah. And, and yeah, like it was not messing around. Yeah, if, if it's homeowners, you're getting giant chocolate bars. If it's students, you know, you're getting, I don't know, lab notes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, they probably got, you know. Well, I mean, students love candy too. And we did have candy at our house if worse came to worse. But we want to eat that candy, so. I wonder if around Carlton or around Ottawa U, you get more... What's the youngest college age? Like, you know, 19 or 20-year-olds? Like maybe 18. Maybe 18. Dressing up and trick-or-treating and then getting people being like, aren't you too old for this? You know? And there was a couple last night that were older. And one that, there was some... One kid was not wearing a costume. I can't remember what... He's some whack excuse. Like, he was like, oh, I'm... Uh, I can't even remember what it was. It was so dumb. Just something like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a guy in a crowd in a movie or something like that. And you're just like, all right, here, just take the candy and leave, please. I'm one of those Jack kids from that Robin Williams movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will say they did have Tootsie Rolls, which blew my mind because like, that's oh. a favorite of mine. And I was like, oh, the kids don't need this. And I took 13 Tootsie Rolls for myself. I need to find some vegan candy corn because I know I'm in the minority. Oh, my God. But I've always liked candy corn. The only thing that could make candy corn better is if it was vegan, says <laughs> yeah. I. Is it already vegan? No, it's, okay. it's gelatin. So it's, Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Everything's gelatin. All it is is sugar and gelatin, essentially. Oh, and before I forget, I got to shout out the new Friday the 13th TV series that was just announced. Yeah, I was joking that it would be funny if it was just a non-horror show about kids working at Crystal Lake. Well, it's being pitched as a drama. So I don't know if that's just whatever, that's so funny. but it's A24, first of all, yeah. Brian Fuller, second of all, who, you know, we know from doing Hannibal and Pushing Daisies and Dead Like Me. Yeah. And most importantly, which most people forget, he rebooted the Monsters before Rob Zombie. And it didn't work. It, But it was good. Mockingbird yeah. Lane, like it was, I mean, Jerry O'Connell played Herman Munster, but somehow it worked. It was just a pilot TV movie, right? Yeah. yeah I watched that. It was, yeah. I liked it, you know, mm-hmm. and like, so it's like Brian Fuller is good and yeah, and it's going to be on Peacock. So like they can be restricted without worrying about it i think and the biggest news is that both parties came together for this so they can use jason in the hockey mask they announced that as a prequel series called crystal lake and yeah. so people were like oh it's just a coming of age thing with pamela Voorhees or whatever but in theory we don't know what it's going to be but in theory yeah. they could build up to hockey mask and killing and whatever there's been a lot of nerd arguments back and forth the last 48 hours because at first they're like what's the point nobody wants this they can't even have jason in the mask but now it can and so people are going back and forth so it's so funny to argue before the show's done i always find that on like an eight or ten episode series from marvel or star wars or whoever and at episode three someone's like plot hole and i'm like no it's not done yet yeah you gotta wait because they're gonna answer this question later and then always it gets answered yeah and you're like see just hold on like you can't be like 300 pages into a 500 page book and be like Oh, this doesn't make sense, this murder mystery. Like, yeah. Yeah, because that part's coming. Well, like the Exorcist show, that had some big twists that nobody would have known. I really like that show. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just, I don't know. There's too much greatness involved in this. Well, I don't want to say I think it can't be bad, but I think it's it has a lot of talent around it. Hannibal was great. Right, you yeah. know? So, I mean, like Hannibal with A24 and, I mean, it's streaming services. Like, I get people being like, oh, I don't want to buy another one of those. But in theory, if this was on basic cable, they would be limited. So, yeah. at least now they can, in theory, make whatever they want. So, I mean, that's huge news. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll get another movie. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay, let us chat about Friday, November 4th. Oh, boy. 
Weird. Uh, We're getting weird. So we didn't get weird, did we? No, <laughs> so Ro- Roku wouldn't. I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but weird is coming out this Friday. I keep on seeing that it's out there, but I think it's just at a couple film festivals. That must be, yeah. Oh, I want to see the, that. The so full much. release is November fourth, along with something in the dirt from our boys Moorhead and uh, Benson. Oh yeah, we love them. But everything I read says weird is genuinely great. Yeah, and I'm sad that you don't immediately get to see it. I believe yeah. you will get to see it get eventually. See it. I really oh, believe God. in this. <laughs> okay, so. At the Mayfair, we yes. are screening <laughs> a bunch of stuff this week. It's a very packed week because of some special events Love and it. some last-minute bookings. We are screening the new crazy star-studded Amsterdam. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. and Where the are you coming at me with that? Yeah, the reason we're screening it when we could be screening a couple other movies we have this week for a few more days, but Lee was so shocked to be offered it in the 11th hour. Yeah. And it's a Disney release. What? So <laughs> if we don't screen it now, we might not get a chance in a week. I didn't even know that it was them. Yeah, it's like a Fox Searchlight or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. But this is just Christian Bale's in this, Margot Robbie's in this, Chris Rock, Mike Myers, Michael Shannon. Oh, they're all in. Everyone's um, in this. There's more. There's like five more big name actors. And I, I, don't I always forget his first name, Mr. <laughs> Washington Denzel Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crap. Uh, yeah, we should have rehearsed this. But anyway, if that guy... just would have called him Junior, it would been so much easier. But that guy's amazing. You yeah, know. and it's uh, what's funny is we just screened Confess Fletch, which I really liked. Oh, right, yeah. Which I loved. And See How They Run, which I really <laughs> liked. And then Amsterdam. So we're, we're on this run of kind of lighthearted ensemble cast murder mysteries, which is funny. And then Knives Out 2 comes out later in the year, which I'm sure we will screen. Yeah. Oh, Robert De Niro's in it. Just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> A big, big, <laughs> epic, funny, weird murder mystery. He's an afterthought with a cast like that, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. And then we have the David Bowie documentary, Moon Age what? Daydream. Oh, God. We only have that squeezed in for two nights. And again, it's this example where this blessing and a curse, where sometimes at the last minute they say, do you want to screen this? But this week we have three rentals in yeah. and stuff. So, But we have that for a couple oh, nights. Oh, God. That's supposed to be really, really oh, good. Oh, yeah. I've heard just raves. And, and it's, I believe, narrated by him, is and my it's understanding. Like approved by the David Bowie family. Including his awesome son, Duncan Jones. Yeah. I saw a little quote from Duncan saying that he was a big fan of this filmmaker. Yeah. I've heard nothing but raves about this. And I knew it was something I wouldn't get to in normal theaters. Well, not that we're abnormal, but in a good way. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. This is why I like not checking ahead of time what you're going to say that's playing. Because, it's like, a surprise. These are all bombshells to me so far. Then we're bringing back See How They Run for a couple days. I highly recommend it. It's super fun. It's this Agatha Christie meta murder mystery with Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan. What I didn't realize is it has real life people in it. Like Agatha Christie shows up in the movie. Oh, okay. Richard Attenborough shows up in the movie. (laughs) That's weird. And I didn't realize. But so it's, it's this weird... It's funny when you watch a movie like this where you imagine going to like history class and be like, well, I saw this documentary about it. And you're like, wait, no, that wasn't real. Yeah, no, that's I had no idea they had those people. I mean, obviously not the real, real people because no. they're quite dead. But I, I didn't know there were characters in this. And all I picture Richard Attenborough to me is somebody who's just always been old. So to see him represented as a 35 year old, because all I know him as is welcome to Jurassic Park. That, yeah. And be and narrating nature documentaries. Him and his brother, too. Then we have, speaking of Halloween month never ends, we have the super low-budget, gross-out film festival movie, all jacked up 
and full of worms. Yeah, which has been terrorizing children at the <laughs> cartoons and probably other yeah. people at normal screenings. I love it when a poster like this is up and you're just like, what are you going to do? <laughs> I think it was so funny. It's like I said it before, but at cartoons, it felt like it was on screen for 10 minutes. Just that one poster. And kids would be like, worms? Like it's it like was 30 so, seconds. <laughs> yeah, it was just it's so like it's a it's an intriguing poster. And it's, I guess, gross, but it's more just like an interesting visual. And you're kind of like, yeah, it's like a lady eating worms. Yeah. The title is not misleading. It is what it sounds like it is. Yeah, because the plot is some dummies take some <laughs> crazy drugs via worm yeah or maybe they find a worm the way like if you lick a frog kind yeah. of thing it's like kind of like the stuff like they just find yeah. it on the ground they're like i should eat this and, and they're like everything well, goes horribly out. wrong i think that's what happens yeah that's that sounds right i don't know how if i'm excited about this i'm not sure like, it's so funny when we screen a movie like this and you see our different audiences <laughs> because the people coming to see see how they run or amsterdam or some documentary some highbrow documentary not saying that that can't be a horror fan as well but it's so funny that juxtaposition of there's people who will never go see this movie in a million years and there's people who when we announce it on facebook are like oh wow i can't believe you're getting this movie yeah so that there's that thrill and revulsion to these and this is a real r-rated kind of and it's it's 72 minutes long oh but i hear it's one of those movies that that's a good length for this yeah I because bet. it's like 60 minutes of hallucinating horror yeah (laughs) yeah okay so yeah come to this do it (laughs) bring mom this uh, there should be a good double bill of this like i don't know maybe the bowie's playing the same night or something but like something (laughs) that's totally different than this well it's late right so i bet you it's probably like amsterdam than this or see how they run than this (laughs) (laughs) see how they run from that screening basically and then another great old long lost movie from our friends at agfa oh boy Voyage of the Rock Aliens. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So because of the way this week worked out, this is a one-night-only event. Ooh. But I told Lee, oh, after all that work of publicizing this movie and the trailer's been on for so long, it's such a shame. And Lee said, oh, well, there's nothing stopping us from maybe bringing it back next week. Yeah. So if you are mad that we are only screening it (laughs) once, let us know. Also, there is one thing stopping us from that, and that's if nobody comes the first night. Yeah. <laughs> if we do this one and only, and there's no one here, yeah. that's a sign. Yeah. If there's a good crowd and a lot of people on social media say, oh, I couldn't be there that night. I promise I really want to see it. Because I want to see this movie a lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's very much unknown for the most part, I mean, to the average audience. Yeah. But it's just a bonkers kind of like the apple but not really like the apple like just you know it's it's not a horror movie by any means but you know it's kind of sci-fi musical i guess compared to something like the apple i would argue that it's a bit more like mainstream intended yeah they didn't intend i always feel a little sad guilty watching a movie like this because the people making this movie thought they were maybe making little shop of horrors yeah some fun weird musical instead i don't know if it got theatrical released, so it probably, if it got theatrically released, it was tiny. Yeah. And then was a VHS movie. So the only way you saw this was renting it from the corner store back in 1985 yeah, for yeah. 99 cents or whatever. Yeah, and I, I certainly haven't seen it. I've, I've, I've had the opportunity, but just haven't gotten to it, basically. And then when I found it, we were showing it. I was like, well, I was saying it to my friends, too, because we talked about watching it. I was like, well, obviously, you'd have to come here. Like, yeah. Especially never seeing it, you know. And I assume it's an Ottawa premiere. I guess we don't know for sure. It is because 
it didn't have Canadian theatrical release back perfect, in the day. Perfect. I love a 1985 <laughs> Ottawa premiere in 2022. It's amazing. Same year as the Midnight Hour that I just oh. watched, you know, which had a dance sequence and it had a musical number that was basically a thriller ripoff, but still. And somebody asked me, who's Pia Zadora? Because we saw the trailer. Yeah. And I couldn't answer that question because I'm like, <laughs> I know who Pia Zadora is. I have no idea why she's famous. I think she was almost the equivalent of a Kardashian back in 1985. Like a Zsa, Zsa Gabor? Yeah, like was she a fashion model or was she... I don't know. She was something that then got to be in a couple bad movies. And I am hazarding a guess was probably on an episode of Love Boat or an episode of Charlie's Angels. yeah. Or both. And then when stuff like Voyage of the Rock Aliens shockingly did not make $100 million at the box office, I think that kind of curtailed her away from more stuff like that. I don't know if she's still around. I'm not sure. Well, she played herself on Naked Gun 3, so that's... Yeah, see... How many people can say that? She's that kind of celebrity. (laughs) Yes. But why did she get the privilege of playing herself. This is what I'm wondering. I almost think at that point, maybe like her, I mean, not to denigrate by any means, but possibly her partner was involved in the filming or something like that. Like those are such like weird specific things. I mean, I remember when Naked Gun 3 came out, I did not know who that person was. Right. So that doesn't mean anything, you know, but. eh. Well, and Sam from Rocky Horror, we were chatting after cleaning up last night and he has seen the trailer a couple of times. And he was like, the music actually sounds pretty good. And I was like, yeah, I thought that too, unironically, that the music kind of sounded like top 40, 1980s chart kind of pop. It's Agfa doing the Lord's work, finding these movies that if not for them, we would never see again. As a side note, I had to quickly, I never looked stuff up, but this was too interesting. So apparently in 1981, she won a Golden Globe for Butterfly the same year she won a Raspberry Award for the same role. Whoa. Which has got to be, I don't know if she's the only one to ever do that, but that's... uh, That's that's, pretty cool. Yeah. And she was a child star who uh, started out in Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, I've seen that movie so many times. And that name now starts to sound a little familiar because i've also seen that but it's like that's a very specific movie. yeah she was one of the little kids yeah yeah so there you go okay now you know everything about her i hope all is forgiven piazadora yeah yeah no it's all it's all love we're looking forward to the movie and then similar movie to voyage of the rock aliens we are screening 50th anniversary screenings of the godfather what? 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 <laughs> yeah. So that is kicking off our countdown to our 90th birthday. And so what we're doing is once a week screening, as it worked out, just because it's kind of fun, it's the Oscar winning movie of 1972, 62, 52, 42, 32. The best picture winner. The best picture winner. Kay. Yes. So we're starting with The Godfather. And Man. then we will go all the way to December 5th. 2022 which is our 90th birthday yes and just one special movie a week up till then we're always i think we're always doing special things so it's always that extra challenge to be like we gotta do something special yeah and you look at our week and we're like oh that's cool too so no yeah and this week is bonkers i mean just to i can't even focus on any of the movies you said because they all sound amazing and so then our two extra special things this week is we have Back-to-back nights of a film accompanied by a band, a live band. So on Saturday, November 5th, 
we have a silent film with live band night. The music is by our friends in the VOC silent film harmonic. They've oh. been here before. Yeah. And the feature is The Fall of the House of Usher from 1928. And then there's a short preceding it. In French, it's Un Chien Andalou. And then in English, An Andalusian Dog. That is like a 15, 16 minute short, which is notorious for, amongst other reasons, you know that image, black and white, of somebody getting their eyeball cut with yeah. a razor blade? Yeah. Not everyone might know that, but it's a pretty famous, notorious image. And kind of one of the first examples of special effects where and editing, where there was an image, and it was a person, and then they cut. And then when they cut, it was a close-up of a pig's eye, I believe. Yeah. That simple thing of an edit and a close-up blew people's minds. Yeah. Salvador Dali worked on it. I've never seen it. I think it's basically 15 minutes of weird images. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if it grosses out people in 2022. And it'll be interesting to hear like two separate live scores basically for the two different movies. Yeah. And in front of Suspiria Huge. is Goblin. Oh my God. And that is different because the first one we're putting on, the second one, it's really kind of nice because it's a little less stress because... We're providing a screen and seats, and we're going to sell some popcorn. It's a rental. Yeah. So they're coming in. They're doing the setup. They're providing some ushers, security, all that kind of stuff. So we're still here to make sure everything works well, but <laughs> we're not running the advanced tickets or anything like that. And that is a little more complicated because a silent film with a live band, it's a silent film. Yeah. So even if you're watching it and it has some piano music over it, we can just turn that down. A movie like Suspiria, it has a dialogue track and a soundtrack with a score and a special effects track with whatever, with car noises and doors slamming. So this has to be, they have a version that takes out everything except score. the score yeah. and leaves everything else in huh. so they can play their live score. I think it's going to be loud. I think oh, it'll God, be yeah. the loudest thing ever in here. I'm saying bring earplugs because Definitely. I always bring those whenever I used to work at Blues Fest and stuff like that. This will be a good old rock and roll show in the Mayfair. I mean, even without a live score, that score for Suspiria is loud. It is, yeah. It's at least twice as loud as the average score. Like, I remember watching it at regular volume the first time I watched it, and I had to turn it down because it just, <laughs> it is a propulsive score. Like, it's good. It very much reminded me of that, was it David Lynch? It was Lynch or Cronenberg. I think it was Lynch, where um, he gave the instructions to turn the volume oh, yeah. a bit yeah, yeah, up. yeah. And that's what it reminds me of, because like that's what that score sounds like, and now it's an actual live band. So I mean, yeah, it's it is going to be loud. I forgot earplugs for uh, Nosferatu, although it didn't end up being. It that was okay. Bad. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, this is going to be amazing, and, and they're doing a set after the movie as well. Yeah, so they're on at eight to nine thirty doing Suspiria. I forget how long Suspiria is, and then afterwards doing a set of just Goblin music, which I think they actually have a video backdrop oh, for yeah. as well so cool. they'll be screening some clips or yeah. music videos or something dawn of the dead and tenebrae and all that we were trying to figure out how old mr goblin was because when he did goblin was 45 years ago damn so he must be around senior citizen age yeah. unless he was 10 when he did it <laughs> he's got to be in his 70s yeah i guess yeah i'm not sure and like yeah i saw them a couple of years back can't really tell i mean they're older than me but I'm sure yeah. I'm not, you can't really tell and they're not messing around look at their schedule online they've got a run that's like 30 days in a row yeah for real in a row if they're here on sunday they're in 
Kingston on Monday and Toronto on Tuesday and Buffalo on Wednesday. Like, it's crazy. Well, yeah, and they're playing two hours, yeah. like, at least. Because, yeah, the movie is about an hour and a half, maybe maybe yeah. slightly less. And then, and then they do a doing, little thing after. Yeah, because I think it's, like, about 25, 30 minutes. Like, don't quote me on that, but I think it was about that. It's, like, a mini set kind of thing. It's awesome. It's going to be packed. It's going to be amazing. What's hilarious is with the week you've just said, like, yeah. this is like, this is arguably the highlight, but also everything you've said <laughs> is amazing. I don't know how the hell, how many times I'm going to be here, how I can see all of this. It's the problem. I do like weeks when we have four movies, which yeah. happens sometimes. This week we have six movies plus the two bands. So technically it's eight movies. Yeah. That's a lot to see. Yeah, and I want to see all of it. So maybe not the worm movie, but we'll see. Like, it's, it's, yeah, maybe the worm movie is seventh on that list. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we'll find it. Okay, so we're gonna wrap things up for the week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you had an excellent Halloween, and we look forward to seeing you here for more Halloween movies all year round. You can find information on upcoming stuff at MayfairTheater.ca. Currently on the social medias until uh, that goes horribly wrong. Uh, yeah, and maybe a new fun <laughs> social medias we yeah. don't even know about yet. We'll be back next week to talk about stuff upcoming in November and as we roll towards our 90th anniversary and the holiday season. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, and in, in honor of the 400th episode, they've put out the release date for the new Cage movie, Ooh. November 30th. And, That's and soon. It, yeah, and it's got Jackie Earl Haley, Ron Perlman, and Ernie Hudson. So, I mean, you know it has to be good. Masterpiece. Get it. Traveling through time and space. Their leader is Absid. Their mission is for science. Their only vice. We used to sit around at night watching old time movie shows. Is music. You didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. What did you think? We didn't think at all. Voyage. The Rock Aliens. Their destination is the home of Dee Dee. The hottest ticket in town. Her boyfriend, Frankie. The hottest temper in town. And his band, The Pack, who are always cooking. But things are about to get hotter. All it took was just one look, and Dee Dee short-circuited his fuse box. Some guys will do anything to impress a girl. Now Dee Dee's got her chance. Why don't you sing with us? This guy's gonna be dog meat. But the pack want his head. We're stubborn. Sorry, guys. I guess I made a wrong turn. Voyage of the Rock Aliens. It's magical. Maniacal. Could, could you wait? Too sure. It's got tunes. See, you never took auto shop. No. And tune-ups. It's okay. It's full of surprises. Watch it. And the beat never stops. Pia Zadora, Tom Nolan, Craig Sheffer, Ruth Gordon, and a special appearance by Jermaine Jackson. So keep your eyes and ears open. Your town might be next. Voyage of the Rock Aliens.